You know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. I'm your host, Mark. It's the Halloween episode. And listen, I bought this full, look at this thing, full-on proton pack from Hasbro. Now, this is uh, a special thing from Hasbro, so, you know, we, we don't carry these in store regularly, but we do in my office. And listen, this is a fun episode. It's a busy one this week because I have been spending a ton of time this week busting all over the entire store. But I'm pretty excited about that. As always, I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show. Hey, if you're out there in the land of the internet, uh, maybe you should join me on YouTube. There's a lot of visual content. Uh, those of you listening right now, you're like, well, what's a Proton Look pack? I got well, I got to Google that. You don't have to Google it. You just watch me turn around for it. It's, it's kind of amazing. So that's what we got going on first, of course, on the way of uh, store updates. Well, you know what? I'll actually let them describe themselves. I thought it would be fun here at the top. You know, we, we've been talking about all the giveaways and new things in the store ad this week. Uh, but I've actually, I'm going to bring in, I'm going to introduce you to one of my new co-workers. Uh, and that's going to be a lot of fun. But first, I had one last little thing here. Uh, it's time for me to give something away. I noticed this little note on the side of the uh, Neutrona wand because I'm a nerd and know exactly what this is called. Looks like Josh Flower 68 is the winner this week of the Halloween candy giveaway. And if for those of you who are watching right now, you're like, wait a second, Mark, what giveaways? Okay, so for the last few weeks, we've been doing giveaways on the show. Every week, I want to give away some product. Sometimes it's a combination of stuff from the store and from a vendor. Sometimes it's just from me here in the store. But you never know what you're going to win each week. And what's even more fun is I let everybody get to be a part of it. On Wednesdays around 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll jump on TikTok Live, and you can actually shop the store with me and Lucky while we go through and pick all kinds of stuff to give away for you. So we've done things so far, like we did a big giveaway of a cooler filled with international snacks. We did a giant bucket of ramen from all over the world and like an absurd amount of ramen. And this week we had a bunch of international candies and who knows what'll be next. So tune into us at TikTok if you like that, but it's really easy to enter. If you want to enter the giveaway, all you got to do right now is you have to subscribe to us here on Jungle Gyms International Market on YouTube, leave a comment on this episode for the following one. And then I announce whoever wins on the following episode. Should be fun. We're debating this week. We were thinking we wanted to do, you know, one of the ideas Jungle and I kicked around early on. We're like, well, what if we did a big cereal giveaway, right? Bunch of cereal boxes would be hilarious. It's a lot of product. It would look great. But then there's also the idea where I'm like, well, what if I started going country by country? So maybe this is that maybe that's the kind of comment you could leave and say, hey, Mark, you know what? That does sound like fun. I, I think that would be a fun giveaway. But there's so much stuff. It's going to be great. That's how you subscribe. All right. So here's what we got on the show this week. I'm going to introduce you to one of my new coworkers. I'm going to let them talk about some upcoming events that they've got in the store here. Uh, we're going to meet Johnny Catalano of the Catalona Film Group and the Plaza Theater because he's hosting a screen of Night of the Living Dead with the original screenwriter, John Russo. That's pretty exciting. And then I brought in some comedian friends and my buddy Tyler, who's been on the show a couple times, both performing music as well as making salsa with me on the show, uh, because we're all putting on a show this Friday together. And I thought I'd let you meet them and we'll have some fun. And in the meantime, we're trying a bunch of holiday snacks and Halloween themed things. So let's turn this over. I feel like it's about time for us to start swirling some wine glasses in the studio, right? You should have seen the first time we tried to do that. Yeah. All oh. over. Just poured it right in my lap. I always tell people, you can use the table. It's all right. Just make oh, little yeah. circles. If you're too afraid to do this, just make, just make little circles. Ew. 
Remember, this what, is the whole segment. I won't put any of the useful stuff in there. I'm just going to have us <laughs> swirling glasses and talking was, like idiots. What was that game with the pen that you would put your pen in? Oh, uh, Spirograph, Spirograph, right? Spirograph. Yeah, exactly. It's adult Spirograph. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's a good move. <laughs> well, I think it's time to introduce you. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Hi, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. First, okay, so you're relatively, I, I probably set this up well leading up to this club, but you're relatively new to the team. Obviously, Michael, welcome yeah. back as well. Oh. Well, I'll acknowledge you quickly, but you know, I, I have you on here pretty frequently. Uh, but no, Amanda, so you're relatively, you've only been to the jungle now, what, a couple months? August 10th. Oh my gosh. First yeah. Congrats. Yeah. So first off, congratulations. Thank what, you. uh, and, in uh, nobody here listens to the show. How do you like it so far? Uh, <laughs> no pressure. Right. Exactly. Well, I still keep coming back every day. So yeah, that's a good huge sign. thing. Yeah. Where, what were you doing before this? Uh, before this, I was running a coffee wine bar cafe that um, I opened for the company that I was working for. Oh, cool. Um, we did. We also had, we had a lot of smaller segments. So we also had a wine bar and retail downtown. So I was, that's where I was in the city of Cincinnati. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Well, welcome. We're glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah. Glad to be here. Well, so you came in because we have a, like I always bring up and now I know why you both are here because you're both coming with notes and I love when that happens I love I've still got my notes from my last yeah. segment actually funny enough my notes also made my Michael B so the MBs in the building got to yeah. stick together absolutely <laughs> well yeah so Amanda what are we first off what are we drinking today talk to me about that so we are starting off with the Idols Vicar from Alsace so um, I brought this on because a lot of people don't know about it um, really what I'm featuring is next week's back the glass up Ooh, so those okay. that are not familiar, um, we're moving into, well, we have Harvest. So it's celebration of Harvest around the world. Okay. Uh, Beaujolais Day is coming up. Beaujolais Nouveau. It'll be the November 16th okay. of this coming year. But it's a huge day for those that know Beaujolais. It has to be served, moved out, sold in the year of its harvest. So literally, oh, wow. while they're harvesting, this is this, the celebration wine, the harvest wine. So they harvest it, they quick ferment it, pop it in bottles, and ship it all over the world for everybody to enjoy. That's so cool. You so, remember when we talked about how Riesling was money back in the 17th century? Yeah. So these guys, the Beaujolais Nouveau is literally harvested. They make wine out of it, and six weeks later, yep. they're, it's they're giving it out to the... The guys, it's like the harvest workers, really. It's like payment. Thank you for working the harvest. Now let's all get drunk. Right. I mean, I feel like more jobs should do that, honestly. It's like just put in my bonus package. So I wanted to point that out. We are celebrating harvest. And then because it is harvest, everybody's out there working hard. We've got a couple cool days. Alsace does a great harvest festivals. Hungary does incredible festivals as well. So yeah. we're going to feature a dry ferment from them. Oh, cool. That can, and that ferment grape can be made super dry or it can be made so sweet. I mean, yeah. it's like anywhere from slow pour. Zero grams of sugar per liter to 200 grams to of sugar 200. per liter. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So we'll we've, do a dry one. we one in the, in the cellar. It's, it's $1,300 <laughs> for a 500 milliliter bottle and it's 1% alcohol. Four. Oh, it's a four. four. It's one, one of the one highest. The There's two of yeah, them. It's, it's one of the highest, and it comes with its own crystal spoon. Oh, of course. And mahogany box. Oh, my yes, gosh. That's amazing. Beautiful. That's half the cost. I always show that bottle off when I bring people in the cellar. I always show that off. But yes. Yeah, that's, that's fun. I yeah. love it. So we, I wanted to introduce some grapes that most people don't reach for. Sure. So we're going to do the ferment, um, celebrate Hungary, and now we're going to celebrate Alsace, which is that northeast corner of France. Okay. It goes back and forth. If you notice... This is a one liter bottle mm -hmm. for $20. Great value, by the way. Um, but <laughs> the reason why we have this wine is because 
the winemaker stayed in Alsace, and his wife came to the United States, and she stopped in with all their wines. Yeah. And we didn't even have an Adelsvicker at that point. It's a common wine, but we just didn't have one. Right. And this is the best one By far for the money had, yeah. you could hope for. So what makes this style, like, what what's the... Why is it called Eidelsvicker? Right, exactly. It's a blend. Okay, cool. So Eidelsvicker. Yeah, but how do I ask this question? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Eidelsvicker is a blend and Hugel is a blend. Mm -hmm. So when you've got that, you're using one of the seven noble grape varietals out of Alsace. Okay, cool. Um, out of there, we're talking Northeast Corner. We went back and forth through German controls throughout the wars. Cool. Um, now it's all French. So you've got Pinot Blanc, you've got Riesling, you've got um, Sylvaner, you've got. Mother Thurgau. There we go. Yeah. Pinot Noir. Yeah. You also got a red wine in there. So, I love it. This is exciting. Yeah. So this was, you were saying this was, so the back of the glass, up, that's every Wednesday, right? It's every Wednesday, but what we're doing is, you know, I wanted to talk about featuring. Like theming what, it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Michael always does a great job with picking out selections, and I just wanted to bring it to more attention because it's a lot of fun. We provide some snacks. There's yeah. a great group of community that shows up every time. It's a great way to introduce yourself. Um, get some cool values. You know, right. we do half glass pours, we do full glass pours, we do bottle sales. And Michael always, as I like to call it, a baller move. He always picks out a high-end bottle. So we... A little <laughs> halo bottle every once in a while. Yeah, or a while. halo. Right, it's a halo. I, love it. I like both versions of it. So it I'll ball out yeah, with my halo on. It makes it a lot of fun. <laughs> but this one is Sylvaner, 45% um, Sylvaner, 25. I know we've got... Um, Tell me where Pinot Blanc is in there. Forty-five Pinot Blanc, forty-five Sylvaner, and then you got Gort's Demeanor, which a lot of people think is only a Thanksgiving wine. But okay, Gort I was gonna say it was like just not like you made it up a word. So. <laughs> Gort's Demeanor is a German <laughs> north uh, northeastern French grape that is typically served at Thanksgiving. They call it a turkey wine. Okay, because you have a level of sweet, a level of acid that comes through. It's also very floral because what do we smell in our glass? Right. Well, we have this thing. So. Yeah. I smell Throu the previous sipper. Throughout history, <laughs> men and Ouch. women have perceived things differently. When it comes to wine, it's, it's, it's the same. Yeah. When she smells it, she gets... Different things, and he gets different things. And yeah. so we always have this... Whenever we taste together, it's always this back and forth of like, but I get this, but you get that. So it, it ends up being a lot of fun. That's why I wanted him to come on, cause, yeah. because yeah. this is such a unique bottle. That's cool. This yeah. is really good. Right. I mean, I have such remember a... Remember when we had that talk about cilantro? Yeah. And how some people taste it one way or another? Yes. Yeah. I think durian's exactly another one of those, too. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I feel like there's so much... Well, and something you taught me early on, Michael, and then again, when we had... Uh, what's his name? Uh, when Ed came in here with uh, Greg Brewer, and I'm forgetting the sommelier he brought in, too. Oh. Uh, he wonderful uh, flower. Yeah. Larry O'Brien. Larry, thank you. Uh, awesome people, but one of the, my big takeaways from a lot of you, and I think you and I will bond this way too, Amanda, uh, is that it's so subjective for everybody. Like, I'll smell this and be like, oh, this smells like yep. the leather jacket my grandfather wore when I was in kindergarten. Absolutely. You know, and you'll be like, okay, well, I didn't have that experience. I've had it smells like right, flowers. Right. <laughs> and that's it. Like, um, I grew up doing vacations in Florida with yep. my grandparents and uh, Fran, Frangia, Frangiapani, that flower in Florida. Yeah. I will pick that up sometimes. A lot of times in Tarantes or in an Eidelsvicker, but this one has a much calmer nose to it. Oh, cool. It is very aromatic, yeah, but it's not as overpowering sometimes. I've had some different ones that are very overpowering, but this sure. one I definitely get white flowers by yeah. all means, like a jasmine, a honeysuckle. 
Okay. You said honeysuckle. I can yeah. smell that too. So, yeah. so then when she says that, what are the things that you're picking up on then? Oh, Since we're on. creating a fake rivalry. This, this is actually. One I want a show fight this, to this happen. Is, this is actually a wine where there's not going to be much disagreement. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, white wines tend to have more consistent florals. Okay. And. Uh, I get orange blossom. And I get chamomile and jasmine. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Chamomile. Ooh. Is that a mile long or is it chamomile? I'm more of a camo <laughs> kilometer guy. <laughs> Where's that button that opens up and drops? <laughs> oh my gosh. You know who would probably love that idea is Jungle. <laughs> yeah, right. I bet I was like, Jungle, what if we have one seed in here that was a trick? <laughs> I think I think that would get done today. Mm. I might honestly go pitch him on that later today. <laughs> Can you imagine if an interview is not going well? I've only had one interview this whole time I've been here go yeah. what I felt was not well and right. it still wasn't bad and it was very short, but I would have enjoyed hitting the button on that person. They were and nice, we're but it was just a bad interview. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, anyway, I'm sorry. I derailed. Oh, so, all right. So we got these events coming up. We've got, we're doing new themes to it. What else are we? Well, obviously, uh, well, I'm sipping out of the wine festival glass right now. November wine, 11th, November 11th. Mm -hmm. It'll be my first wine festival. So yay. Oh, that's awesome. Are you looking yeah. forward to it? I am. It's a good time. I had my yeah. first one last fall. I really enjoyed myself. Yeah. I've heard, I, I do know, Quite a few of my friends from around the area already have tickets, so I'm excited to see people that I haven't seen in a while. Just the assortment of wines. We oh, got yeah. our, our or the draft of the book. I mean, there's some cool selections, a lot of... That is, that's one thing I find totally different. I love the Cincinnati Wine Festival. Mm -hmm. I've been fortunate to judge it the last couple of years um, and go to the festival. Yeah. But it's all... One, one portfolio of a distribution company in the city or sure. in the state. So here, I think it's really cool because you get small people, you get large people, you get a little walk of every single life. So That's cool. It's a, it's a much better variety. And there's entertainment, there's music, yeah. there's food. You and know. You know, we're talking 400 wines, great food from our own in-house uh, chef, Chef James up at Oscar oh, yeah. Center. Yep. And it's just... It, it, over delivers in so many ways. It really did. Wine Spectators brand tasting is this weekend in New York, mm -hmm. and they they're like have like this big spread about two hundred wines. Yeah, you're like, like, yeah. Let me show you what Ohio can do. <laughs> exactly. Come, come to, to the, Fairfield. Come yeah. to the, come to the jungle. <laughs> can you imagine? I imagine the tone of people in that room being like being told to go to Fairfield, Ohio, yeah. in New York City would be a. That's the show I want to do. The food might. I mean, I hate to say it. The food might be a little better at. It depends. Right. James and Logan, they're and killing it over there. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. put them I would I would put but them toe to toe. With you know them. what we should do yeah. then? We should so off your idea. We should do like a top chef deal. See? We should get See? that to go. Chopped or top chef? If I yeah. listen, everyone that watches the show, yeah. just start writing emails to the company constantly telling me them how badly you want me to have a cook station that I can use for myself that is not someone else's that yes. I will have to beg and plead to have access to it for like 30 <laughs> minutes one random Thursday. Uh, I would love to do that. I think yeah. us doing a chopped or a top chef or any yeah. of those things in here would be insane. Right. Well, hey, this is how we do it. I just make the customers beg for it. So right. that's Write awesome. And after we Email win, them. then we become emeritus judges for other people. There that's what are. I'm saying. Yeah. This is how we go. This is our golden parachute, mm -hmm. everyone. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I made it. Welcome so much to the family, truly. And Thank thanks you. for coming in here to do this too. Michael, obviously you're yeah. always welcome too. Looking forward to more fun wine events too. Awesome. Anything else that we should make sure we mention while we're here? We just, um, for the 
next Wednesday. We're yeah. also doing a peanutage. Don't be scared. Most okay. People are scared of peanutage. So it's, that'll be. So you say next Wednesday now because we're always ahead here at Jungle Gyms. But that'll be the Wednesday that this the episode 25th, airs. Yes. yes. So the twenty fifth. So we're gonna have our ferment from Hungary. We're gonna have the Idols Vicar. Yep. We're gonna have a peanutage from South Africa with a really really cool story behind it. Cool. About the winemaker. Then we're going to do, because it's also National Carignan Day, so okay. that's a southern French grape that is a really cool bottle made out of 75-year-old vines. And then we also have the domestic Paul Hobbs, who is seventh-generation farmer, who um, learned how to make wine and understand dirt by the apple orchards he grew up in. Cool. And has transferred around the world into creating wine areas. That's so, so cool. wine comes from the best farmers. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Really, that's all that wine. All about that terroir, that's what right? We are. Harvest. I'm wine. calling him a terroirist. Yeah. Terroirist. Yeah. <laughs> but why? But grapes and winemaking and and wine is when you think about you're growing, you harvest. We're celebrating. We drink. So that's so cool. I love it. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Michael, pleasure as always, buddy. Great to see you. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Amanda, welcome to the jungle. Really glad to have you here. It's been a pleasure to get to know you so far. Looking forward to more stuff. All right. On that note, let's dive in with a little Friday action here, okay? So this week, this Friday, I'm meeting up with, uh, I got to meet, finally, comedian Adam Minnick, who's been touring all over the country. Uh, he's got a special on Dry Bar you should check out. And he was gracious enough to invite me to come host an event he's hosting this Friday at Fretboard Brewing in Blue Ash here, just in Cincinnati, Ohio. And of course, I mentioned earlier, Tyler, repeat guest on the show, both a musical performer through his band St. Mary St. Michael, as well as uh, coming on here to make salsa with me. So let's meet the boys. Tyler, welcome back to the show. How are we doing, buddy? I am stoked to be here. I got, I got, I saw an Adam walking in. I pulled on to 275 and I just merged around a semi. He blares on his horn because I'm not allowed to merge. No, and then I not. get off at Fairfield. He gets off the same exit and I'm pretty sure he took a picture of my Jeep. So, uh, I'm look you know, Jeep Mark, Mark, here's the thing. I'm driving my semi truck. This guy this cuts guy me off. Cuts me <laughs> off. <laughs> it's like, come on. So, you know, if I lose my kneecaps, uh, well, John, I, I, well, do I get compensated because I came here for the podcast? No, there's no insurance for that. Sick. Too. Hell's yeah, uh, dude. Every time. Thank you, Tyler. Sorry, I, I'm sitting here adjusting your levels yeah. on the fly. I was like, oh. oh I was cool, like, cool, yeah. Cool. Well, we know. We talk about this every time you're here. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. When people know Mike discipline, it's very refreshing. That's... But you're not the star of today's show. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to pass this over to Adam. Adam, introduce yourself Ooh, to the I'm audience. You're fr fresh. Well, I mean, you might be. Let's see what happens. Talk about oh, your summer. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, my last name is Minnick. Adam Minnick. I feel like James Bond there for a moment. Minute. Bond, James Bond. Uh, yeah, uh, comedy. That's what I do. Stand up. And you've been at it a lot. I think the first time I saw you was like in 2009. It had to be back Jeez. then. It, I started back in 2002, my first ever getting up just yeah. to a show. It was but. at Go Bananas. One of the new, one of the uh, go or bananas. Not your first funny, show, but like funny. the time I that was when I first. My saw you, I very first show I ever did was uh, when I went to Xavier and they had the Mr. Muskie pageant, which was a spoof on the Miss America pageant. Yeah, and uh, and I did for my talent, I did stand up comedy. I was pretty awful at it, but sure. I did it, and then I, I didn't touch it for a year because I did improv comedy, and then uh, I said, you know what, I'm gonna get back into it. So, but in 2003, I decided to go down a funny bone when it used to be inside the levee. Yeah, and uh, and I did five minutes, and it was. I'm not, I don't think I even did Papar five minutes. Wait, wait, we, wait, wait, we got the paparazzi out here. Hey, they're here for Is you. Is that hey. Adam Minnick? <laughs> I heard he drives a semi. I, <laughs> um, I, I did five, I don't think I even had five minutes, but it was, it was all, it was so bad. Cause you don't, comedy, you don't, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So as uh, I think I, I did that set, I went back in the table in the back of the room, put my head down and the, the guy who was 
managing, who's running the open mic, uh, his name is Jeff Jenna, great comic. Yeah. He said, look, you know, you've, you've got the stage presence down. You got that. That's, you just got to work on the material. Sure. And so uh, he was very nice, very kind. Um, next day I woke up, absolutely loved it. As much as I bombed, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. There's something, it's like a bit of a being like an exposed nerve in a weird way, right? Where you're like, all right, here we go. Let's see what happens. Yeah, it's like all, all comics are just looking for approval from strangers. That's for what sure. we're doing, you know. So, <laughs> and, and growing up, my brother was, he had learning disabilities, so he was the main focus, my older yeah. brother. So, like, I was kind of left on my own. Right. Um, and I think maybe it's like crave uh, approval from random you know, people. I've never met a comic that's like, tell me about your life. And they're always like, oh, yeah, you know, I was supported my dream it was always yeah, right uh, my parents I, definitely understood I what i was trying to do. I, yeah. I just i love everything and i decided i wanted to share that love with people life is great <laughs> yeah right i'm always looking at it like look there's in my opinion for everybody that's got an issue there's one of two options it's either not enough hugs or too many or hugs, too many hugs. <laughs> you know what i mean like it's uh, such a true thing like yeah we are just we're filling a void here yeah and for me the <laughs> void is now coming out in the form of a podcast that's right uh you guys want to pass around some beef snacks as we promote the show yes, that we're doing i'm yeah. curious all right actually you know what before i go to this one because this one is this is cool this is i believe bok boxing is the brand uh, but i like bringing this brand up on the show every so often because they're called no brand and i've had them on before i no, that wasn't when you were on last time but uh they're called no brand because they're, they're not sellouts like, they're not yeah. sellouts and they're like like they want to have the project. I have like some of their cookies over here. And it's just a very nondescript yellow bucket. It says no brand coconut cookies. Picture the cookies. That's it. I'm like, Korea, you did me nice. Uh, any, uh, do you have any food allergies I should be aware of? Only when it comes from North Korea. Oh, perfect. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's where we source our best. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> okay. Here's a funny note while I'm poorly opening this. There used to be this restaurant, um, down by me in Northern Kentucky. That was a Korean restaurant, like a, uh, K barbecue kind of place, but they were pro unification of Korea. So it was always very interesting to go in there because they had a lot of like, I wouldn't go so far as to call it pro North Korea, but what do we think? They weren't anti North. They were very, and they spelled Korea with a C and it was like one nation. I was like, whoa. Is it on the same it, street as Kung Food? No, it was like on 18 in Florence. It was right by the highway. And the only reason I ever went is because people were always like, that place is a front. And then I went there. I was like, no, it's actually a really good K barbecue place. Talk with weird. In the yeah, right. I mean, I'm in. Well, listen, whatever pays the bills, I don't care. <laughs> so long as the food comes out in the way, I was like, oh, those scallops look good. You know, they're they? good. They're garlic no shrimp. No brand chips, is right? good. Oh, it's garlic shrimp. I'm deathly allergic to uh, garlic and shrimp. So and shrimp. No, the I combination saw, of which. I saw the shrimp, and I'm like, uh oh, this is going to either be great or not. It's, it, it's just enough. Yeah, that's my beef with the shrimp chips. Usually, is that it's usually way too much, and I'm like, ugh. Uh, sometimes seafood just tastes like an ocean graveyard, right? Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I tried eating seafood. I'm not a big fan of fish, even though it's like a grown up food. Yeah. I tried to force myself to eat fish. I can't do it. Yeah. That's just fish fillet at McDonald's. I can do that. Okay, that's fine. And it's only like 40% actual food. I, mean, yeah. it's I love that the, the packaging, the, the chips are actually bigger than like real than size. Actual, like yeah. They have Coke. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's just, it's like very nondescript. But like, Coke here's food. a realistic picture and then like a drawing of Coke. Like. <laughs> They got it. They got it. No brand. <laughs> and I bet Coke didn't sue them. I, but to be fair, I love that I'm you know, from the South where you have Coke and then you specify what kind of soda you want. Exactly. And so that's it. Just like nondescript Coke. That's, right. That's speaking to it's the Southern great. boy in me. That's why they call it no brand. You can't sue a non-brand. What kind right. of Coke are you drinking? You're going to sue air? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, if I could, I'd like to figure it out. Honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm in due for a lawsuit, Adam. I'm like, name something after me, you know. 
Uh, while we're here, before we get too deep in this, I feel like you should do some show promo. Like, talk to us. What what are we yeah. What are we doing together here shortly? So Tyler and I and another uh, comedian. His name is Brian Hicks. He's coming mm-hmm. out of Chicago. Cool. Uh, great comic. He um, he actually opened for me on my album recording. Uh, he used to open for the Impractical Jokers. Cool. Um, that Michael Carbonero effect. Yeah, which that's is a great. Pretty, pretty big downgrade. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's okay. Uh, Brian's a, is a good friend of mine, great guy, and uh, we're doing a show on Saturday at Darkness Brewing. He's going to headline it for me, but we're going to do fretboard with Tyler and his band. So I'm going to do 45, Brian's going to do 45, and Ooh. Tyler and his band are just going to crush it at the end. They're gonna- yeah, we've been talking about, because, so, you know, I haven't talked about what he's been doing with his comedy. Um, just before COVID, kind of at the height of as we, you know, we spoke, I do my open mic at fretboard. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like the show plug really, really that's right. <laughs> we really, uh, in, do it. We've written, uh, I, I really curate it around original songwriting mm-hmm. and Adam shows up one day just saying like, Hey, I just tell jokes. Is that cool? Yeah. And I was like, I mean, did you write them? That's original, right? Yeah. And so he, he would come every couple weeks, uh, do some jokes to a, a, a crowd that did not want to hear jokes. Mm. Yeah. Like at all. And um, power move. Though. Then COVID happened, um, and that was it. And then yeah. you did a dry bar comedy special, yeah. uh, which was kind of cool. And then uh, he's been coming back. <laughs> like, that was not a big deal. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but it was not real cool. But kind of back to yeah, my like open mic. <laughs> yeah, it's like room temp. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So it's what's funny is um, before I saw your show, your your taping. Um, he's never done like fully fleshed out jokes at the open mic. He mm-hmm. comes with very much raw material to a crowd who doesn't want to hear it in the first place. Yeah. And we've been chatting ever since because he's got a kid, I got a kid. Um, and we've been talking about doing a show together that incorporates kind of, you know, what we what we did with you. Yeah. Uh, hopefully people show up to this one. Yeah. Unlike the Redmore. But uh, um, yeah, so... I, by the way, every time I get an opportunity, I was like, Mandy at the Redmore, you are one of the greatest ever. Yeah, no shame on and, the Redmore. Uh, no, they were so... And the, she was painfully good to me yeah absolutely. I, I, but i think it was definitely uh, that was such a hilarious show i'll give a little background for everybody i tried to do with my one of my old podcasts i tried to do a a variety style show i brought in a bunch of comedians musicians it was a whole fun thing i spent a ton of money and time advertising the show yes. the audience were the the couple comedians and us right and it was like <laughs> it was like a couple girl james james brought his, oh, like yeah, his right. yeah, yeah. now wife and like some of her friends and they were like they gave me one of the nicest compliments ever, which were like, I have no idea why nobody came to this. This was one of the most fun yeah, things it was we've fun, ever done. I was like, yeah, it was fun. In an empty room. Yeah, it was awful. I But it was fun. I mean, that venue rules. I'm still gun-shy to do events yeah, ever yeah. since. Where I'm was, just like, I hate this town. It was, yeah, it was, even me and my drummer, who my drummer played that show with us. And yeah. we uh, when, I, when I pitched, hey, so I'm going to do this gig with Ad, with this comment, and he was like, no. Redmore Brown too. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that. Uh, the, there was a comedian that p- started playing his drums mid his set. <gasps> That's right. And the and Seth, my drummer, was like, "Hey, stop!" Oh. Who's now, by the way, on like a really big tour? Yeah, doing yeah, like it's cool. But I like, love it. no, it was the a- comedian was a great. He, he he did the comedian thing, which was, "Hey, he's telling me to stop, so I'm going to keep going." And people were like, "Hot," but. We were just like, come on, man. Yeah, like, we weren't doing the right thing. We kept laughing because it was funny, it was, but it was also like, but it was oh, just if like, I was, oh, wait, you're, Seth, you're, I would have been you're, pissed. You know, and so Seth, and, and again, me and Seth, we played the end of this set to nobody. And so Seth yeah. was like, this is, and I'm like, no, 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 this show is actually, it's, it's, it's going to be different, I promise. <laughs> it was the only time comedians have ever been nice to me that night. 
Literally, because they were just like, hey, we saw the work you put in. I get that this is depressing and probably... Yeah, this sucks. You, so yeah, exactly. We're not going to be our typical... That, like, we won't be in character, so it's very nice. So, thanks, um, Blake. Thanks, Clinton. But yeah, so <laughs> we've been talking about doing the set for a couple years at yeah, this point. Yeah. And uh, I saw Brian. Um, I saw there he taped a special down at Darkness. Yeah. And... Uh, is that out now, by the way, or is it still in the Yeah, editing? I just did the album. Okay. Because, like, all the money is putting, like, trying to get into it. I, like, I didn't want to spend, like, a ton of money on it, so sure. I didn't do the video. Uh, I, I did a, I have a an app on my phone that has a countdown to the next one. So in about a little over a year, I'm going to do another one. That's awesome. But I, I just listened to Michelle Wolf on on um, Conan's podcast. Yeah. And she talked about how she did, she taped, like, six specials. She did, like, a, a nine-minute, a 15, okay. a half hour. And Netflix picked up, I think, three of them. Yeah, they just I just watched the and most recent And I think recently. it's great. And, like, the standard seems like in comedy, you do an hour. I, yeah. My, 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 my album with, with came down to 41 minutes. Um, I think it's great that you don't have to do an hour. Earthquake, who just sells out everywhere. He's right. huge. He only did a half hour. That's all he did for a special. And, you, and you're done. Like, that's nice about comedy. And music's the same way. Like, yeah. you don't have to. There's no set rule. Especially these days where it's, like, because of the way media is disseminated, it's, like, what's the point in sticking... There's actually like the a, huge, shows, right? a huge thing nowadays in like advocating for 20 minute sets, like across, a, across every medium. Yeah. Cause like, well, we're going to be down to TikTok length eventually. It's like well, 60 you know, seconds or less. Well, like my, what do you got for me? Dry bro is only like 24 minutes. That used to yeah. be 45. Right. And now they cut it down to 20, 21, 25 minutes. But I think now everybody's looking for the click through, right? So they're like, listen, well, if, which, I have, if I have two specials at 20 minutes yeah. instead of one at 45, you're, you're, that's you're, two clicks. Your analytics mm -hmm. are bigger yeah. because I watch the same amount of time, but I got two different things. Well, and I think that also is, with, as me and Adam, because, you know, like I said, I, it wasn't until I saw your special down that you just taped and released, I had never heard his jokes. Yeah. That I, I always heard the, like, almost good version, right? Because um, he's come in, and by the time he figured out the yeah. joke, I'd never hear it again, right? <laughs> and so, yeah. um, as someone who loves comedy, uh, I've talked to Don Smith yeah. uh, up on his radio show a couple times. Yeah. Um, and I love the comedic side of things, but... I, I, we wanted to do something that like would engage you for longer and what was like music comedy and and I am the exact opposite of funny in my songs like I'm like ha 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 just kidding I want you to hate life right. so yeah, yeah these are the box box thing they're trying right now I don't know how I edited this together I, I messed up my edit already um the box box thing yeah these were not a winner I do like that there's a crystal ball on the front of the packaging that's fun that's about it Basically, this is your this is your life. <laughs> um, I'm excited to have you on the host it. Yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be great. You can meet yeah. Brian, and I'm I'm excited to do it at fretboard because you know Tyler has always been supportive of me coming in. He could have easily said no, no comedy, it's just music, right? But he's been super supportive, and I wanted to always do a show with him. Um, I thought this is a great opportunity. We can we can do this, and yeah, it's uh, gonna be fun. I think so. Well, here while we're here, date, time, cost. What are we looking at? Okay, it'll be Octo the 28th October twenty or seventh. It's the Friday, right? It's that Friday, so October twenty seventh, seven o'clock. Yes, October twenty okay, seventh, cool. seven o'clock. Fretboard um, Brewing, the Blue Ash location. Yep, perfect. Because the they've got the new location. Um, I don't yeah. think even, it's even charging tickets. Yeah, I don't think I didn't think there was. There I, no, but I wanted to make no sure charge. I asked. It's for free. The, the, they're they're paying. They're paying us. They're, it's they're free. Paying. Yeah, because we talked in? about this in like April. Oh I'm my just, gosh. I have I've had it on my calendar forever, and then I'm like, I gotta double check and make sure I'm good to go. I love I love. <laughs> no. I don't know if I told you this, Adam, but I love so because I was like, hey, uh, we should get Mark to host. <laughs> this is funny. Um, <laughs> and so me and Mark's relationship, we've known each other for a few years at this point. Yeah, and a lot of our relationship has been like. 
nobody wants to give you a chance. And then when you're successful, they want to like hop on. Right. Right. And this was just, or they're very mean to you when you get a little taste. Of or that yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so we've been buddies for a while. I've done stuff for him. He's helped me out. And, uh, so right before you, I had you reach out, <laughs> he had just landed like a commercial spot or something. I, so it's twofold. It was that, and I got named in the city beat. Oh yeah, best of. That was awesome, and it was awesome. And it was like that thing where I'm like, I think I'm funny, but I know I don't really. Do, you know, I've done stand up before. Oh, but a like, lot of people that was that forgot because there are comedians mad. The whole reason I found out is because <laughs> one of my friends sent me a screenshot of this person. Talking a little trash about me getting it. They're like, good work, Cincinnati. The number one comedian in Cincinnati yeah. doesn't even do stand-up. I, or, or sketches or funny. Or I was like, like whatever no, I just it host is. like a funny podcast that's successful. I've done, I've been writing com- comedic short films for like the last for five years. You know, like, so this was right on the tail of that. And we had talked and I was like, Adam, reach out to Mark. And you were like, like he never got back he to never me. never responds. And I was <laughs> like, hold on. So I like texted Mark and I'm like, hey, Mark. A buddy of mine, Adam, should be reaching out. And Mark's literally, he said, oh, you sent him. I, I thought that was just like another guy. Because around that time, I was having a bunch of other like comedians trying to do, like not what not trying to do what you did, but were either like a little hands out or being a little like, weird. Like, oh, why don't you come do my show tonight? Why don't you help you know? me or whatever? And so I was like, no, 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 no. And like, for every, every so often you get a funny one where it's like, well, you know Mikey at Go Bananas. Like he was giving me a hard time. And that's Mike, why- Mike is funny. I know he's like his funnier comments, than half the time. I know, dude. His comments are funny. But he's that always was, done great booking. That was just yeah. the thing. So I was like, no, no, Adam, like, or Mike, like Mark, Adam is, he's not like, I sent him, like, it's cool. And, <laughs> and that so. was when, and then I wrote back immediately that I was like, dude, I'm so sorry, but I had like five messages from people who I definitely, it was like people I didn't really know yeah. who I was like, oh, this is probably just another guy. Terrible I heard you just got best comedian. By the way, nobody laughs at my jokes. Can you help me? And no, l- listen, you've seen me share comedians' content. When was the last time you saw any of them do anything for me? Right, exactly. And I don't mean to be mean about that. I mean, it's not mean. It's true. It's true. Uh, sorry, like, if you don't no, like it, do something about it. Well, it's a fact. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I no, Tyler spoke highly of you. I was like, you know Thanks. what? I'd love to get this guy. And he's, he's you're, you've got a great personality. Thank I think you, I he'd be great it. to come and host. Yeah, that'd be good. I love doing that stuff. Yeah. And you know, the bummer part for me is that I've been like, comedy was like my... Wow, that and music were like my two first true loves. Yeah. So to be like treated that way by people who I'd been going to see since the yeah. early 2000s repeatedly. Well, he used to do an annual event called Sweater Fest, yeah. which was in a place that you would accidentally get poked with an AIDS needle. Um, like scary, horrible factor. It's really no, more it about Pepsi. Pepsi, no way. Well, that's where, the, that's where that's where we met. Somehow he reached out to me, but it was it comedy and music. Yeah, because like, we had because we have like three performance venues in there, right? And yeah, we had like the up. We had a main stage downstairs. We do full bands. Upstairs, we had this kind of like lounge style party room. And so I was doing that year. I was like, I had stand up comedians and yeah, I had it would you be guys like do a comedian game. do 20 minutes, a, a guy would come up 20 music, minutes you know? and then rotate back and forth. Cool. And I was like, and then we'd so have like full bands going on downstage and it alternate. There was like a whole third um, room we had yeah. with a DJ. God, that was a good time. So that was kind of what started this like mixed media thing. And so yeah. when. Um, Hell, I'd been doing it for years before that even. Well, I mean, well, by the time we did that, it was like Sweaterfest 7, I think. 7 or 8, yeah, one of those wow. two. So it was crazy. Yeah, like we did, man, I just think about it. I miss doing those shows so much. I'm secretly, no brand I is secretly like, want to do it with here. me right now. No brand is yeah. working. But, okay, the boxing, boxing kind of terrible. I hate to be that guy. Boxing blows. No, yeah. no brand rules. No brand is really good. They're oddly sweet, the 
Bach no. box sing. Yeah, the, I do not. I know why the box sings. <laughs> Come Sorry, on, I read comedians. one book Come in on high with school. The joke. Yeah, they're like, Ugh. yeah, no, we're not. I'm not actually funny. Really See, care. I'm working hard at getting you these because uh, you. We did uh, Kyle Hackett's album release show. Yeah, with the that Fields, was a great time. And he was like, I want to host, and I'm like. I know a guy. And you and I did a good little bit together that, was that night, too. It was fun as hell. So that's why when we did that, I was like, I know th I know the guy. Because yeah. there's already, you riff, you do stuff. Yeah. And I think that's I the difference. I turned into a thing about me. I'm no, sorry. it's all about, hey, listen. <laughs> I hate it. I'm just like, I nice love it because Let me tell you about my did, trauma. I did the last podcast with you. Yeah. Because we had been talking about it for a couple of years and literally it dropped. Someone's like, hey, dude, so glad that you, like, that's so cool that you got on that podcast. How do I, can I get on one of those? <laughs> and I was like, nice talking to you. Right. Um, you can ask the guy. I'm not going to yeah. do it for you. Podcast at junglegyms.com. Pitch me. But don't make me do the hard work. That's Go back to your, the, you winning that award. Yeah. Okay. Is it funniest stand-up comedian? It just, said, it just comedy. said comedy. Yeah. So, comedy is so, it's such a wild well, I don't even range. think that it's specified comic. I think yeah, it was just I think like. it was just like comedian. Best. Yeah. Thing, it's not a, stand-up no. comedy is not a contest. It's just. I was going to say the Chappelle it, it, you show. No over that. You or, no exactly. I was like, oh, so you're mad that the public thinks I'm funnier than right. you. Right. Yes. I think that's the thing, right? It's I was telling, like, right? Yeah. You're, and I'm like, again, if you go back through, it's like vote for me in the city. I Like I wanted the adulation because it does feel good to win. Anybody that says awards don't matter are people who never win awards. I would love to win something like that but yeah. i'm like i'm not gonna Literally, i'm not, I'm gonna, not gonna be mad you run, it's also it's, look it's a popularity campaign obviously too and it's like i have an audience so of course i was gonna do well i didn't think i was gonna win and i was just like hell yeah i'd like to he had jungle calling some favors is what he's telling yeah exactly all like, the employees that he called I'm a, yeah i was like <laughs> if you all don't vote for us but the store did really well and i i got it you know and honestly it's a huge credit and one of the favorite things i love about this place is that when they ran they ran a big ad for all the wins and this is so i have it still hanging on my fridge i'll post the picture in the video when i put this together but um, <laughs> they took up like a third of their ad is just me and the podcast studio because we not, we, I think we placed in like top three in the podcast and we TikTok account as well, sure, which yeah. now I'm like, I keep saying, I was like, I have a vendetta with the Cincinnati zoo. I keep looking into the camera just so they see me when they watch. If I'm you like, want the, if you want the press, you just got to have a kid <laughs> fall into a gorilla exhibit, which is why I'm going to fist fight Fiona. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Fiona is a Cincinnati government psyop. I've decided they were so like they were so tortured by the loss of Harambe. Like, what other animals do we have? Uh, the most dangerous man animal to humans. Make her a star. Yeah, make it work. <laughs> I think I've been on their bad list ever since. I made this video where I took like their announcement video and supercut it with a bunch of like really violent hippo. Oh, wow, nice. <laughs> I was like, congratulations, Cincinnati Zoo. Yeah, so they're like, please don't ever call me. Um, Gosh, it's amazing. I think this is a good point for us to maybe do the thing, though, yeah. where we say, you touched on this a second ago, but, and you did as well, it's not a competition. Like, we're all different. Like, so the reason I love stand-up comedy is the same kind of reason I like podcasts or talk shows is yeah. that I know what I think. I want to know what you think. I want to know what you think is funny. I want to know what you're going to tell me yeah. a joke about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't, you know. And when one of you guys is successful, that literally does nothing bad to everyone else. <laughs> right. There's not like, well, there's only eight laughs per night <laughs> yeah. and he got seven of them. Well, like, I guess I I'm mean, only going to... What's that line that says uh, rising tides gets all sailors laid? Yeah. Is that it? I'm not sure. I think I have that. I'm off a little bit. I'm here for that. Close. I'm like, listen, I could... Close I'm definitely some, for some rising tide this year. Come out to the show on the 20s. Well, red, red tide. Tides. These red tides. Tide. Yeah, red tide. It's just funny. I'll shout out fretboard for a second too because like Adam approached them and they were like, yeah. Cool. What that are you guys? Cool it, yeah. And and his first question is like, what do you guys 
need to get paid. Like yeah. we gave them a number and they were like, okay. Sounds good. Which is, you know, I booked for a couple of venues and I know everyone has their own thing, but fretboard was just like, yeah, you've been coming here. Like, and the beer is nutritious and healthy. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure that's true, but it's, it's well, that doesn't have what I tell it's myself. It's made out of vegetables, right? Like wheat, yeah, wheat, um, barley. Like, look, if you look at those Mediterranean well diets, you know well those two are on diets. the list. Some of their <laughs> beers have fruit in them. It's good for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and Fredward does a couple. They they do a. Uh, I don't remember the comedian that does the beer tour, but he comes oh, to Fredward every year or so. Um, and so they're, they're like, yeah, let's do a fun thing. You like open-minded people like that. It's, you know what I mean? I just want to have, I just want to have fun. And you see so much, you know, something I wanted to tap into when you said that about how it's like, if your special blows up, how does, it doesn't adversely affect me. If anything, and now it's like my time to be like, Hey, if you like Adam's work, check out all these other comedians that are in the circle. I don't get it. And I, and it's a bummer to me because I saw, I, I still think I've seen it the most in the music world. Oh Yeah. Because it's it, fairly cutthroat. It gets a little, I feel like it's gotten better, but I'm thinking, I mean, I kind of left writing. Original I think because there's no money in it at all now. So <laughs> right, we, yeah. we're banded by like, and I, I, I joke like because Mad Max out there. <laughs> what well, is, and, and we're all, we're still what, you know, it's, it's, uh, frogs killing each other to get out of the bucket or whatever the, Master blaster. I like that we're just coming up with all these, you insane know, <laughs> and Tyler's master blaster and my master blaster, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, two men enter, no man, no, no man gets out. No, I think we're, we're, we, we kind of hate cause we're all too busy and nobody supports right. each other, which is, you know, yeah. its own dumb thing, yeah, which again, sure. ironically enough, it's like, Hey Mark, I want to talk about this sauce recipe and maybe play some songs. And you're like, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. Well, you know, so many people reach out to me like, "Could I come on your show?" And I'm like, "What do you want What's to do?" What's your idea? I don't know. And I'm like, "Okay, cool." Well, I'm never responding to you. <laughs> well, ever that again. is, we are white men, so we are all we know we're funny. Wait, and <laughs> wait, I'm white. I guess legally um, speaking. Legally. <laughs> well, it's like that's the podcast thing. I'm sure yeah. you get the like, "Oh, we're funny. We should have a podcast." And I'm oh, like, "All the time." And well, how many people think that like everyone thinks they're come town? They're of just course. like, oh, me and my two dudes, we can definitely make a hundred grand a month on Patreon. I mean, Joe Rogan just gets high and talks to people in right. front of a mic. I do that too. Well, look, think about this. Think about what the low barrier to entry to podcasting is, <laughs> and then how many of them are just like okay. Like, I, I, these are like, especially when it's like a, someone you love and respect. You're like, huh, this is your talk show. This, and then I'm like, am I putting too much effort into what I want to do? Like, you know. And then yeah. I'm like, just put the mirror up to myself. I'm like, should I quit? Oh, I no. did. I did one, and it was uh, I had a chef and a comedian on. And okay. my co-host is a chef and I just, it became, I, I did all the work for her. I did the, I did sure. the editing. I did the, I got the guest. And I'm, at one point I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I don't have enough time for this. Yep. And just, I'm doing an okay job. Well, if you want a moderately successful podcast, the only like barrier you have to get through is to make it sound like it wasn't recorded in your bathroom. Yeah. It's like, Hey, this sounds like you, I did my podcast for a while that got enough sponsorship that people, it was well, okay. Well, my podcast is called the bathroom podcast. The ba- well, then that's, yeah, that's, I, I, that's I, well, that's we, a concept. I, the, the chef was cooking. It's art. It's <laughs> was that toilet soup. Was it, was it Kramer that what cooked in the oh, shower? In the shower, shower, yeah. Listen, his the germaphobe episode. Yeah, I was gonna say, but having the the disposal in the drain, Dude, that, that was, I actually think that's a thing. I was like, listen, anyone that's ever lived with a woman or anyone with long hair, you know me. that that is the old, yeah, right. Exactly. I have all the hair in the family. You do have the most hair in the family. That is kind of funny. I got mad. I'm like, our showers draining, which is why I refuse to shower at your house. I, well, that's the the reason, the only reason. Yeah. Jess keeps asking me to stop. 
Mark, please. What's that red light in the bathroom? <laughs> Don't worry about they, it. They, oh, put a five li- they put the five-minute light in the bathroom it's a to po- let me know my time's up. It's a podcast, okay? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so good. I, okay, actually, so one of the last times, I'm very bad at catching the light. Do you have a, do you have a trick for that when you're doing stand-up when they're like, hey, time to wrap up? You know up? what? I tell them I always keep a stopwatch on my phone going mm-hmm. so I know where I'm at. Uh, the reason I do that, I was doing a club in Chicago, and the guy who was running the sound booth who also gives you the light, he goes, uh, I go, hey, give me a light at 20. I'm, I was featuring up there. And it was a really good, like the whole, I did, I think, four shows that weekend. This is the one that went was going so well. Yeah, that's awesome. And he lit me at 15 minutes. I'm like, did I, did I go over my time? Like, I don't ever want, I don't oh. want to do that to the headliner. I get off stage and I go, my, my, my phone says I was only up there for like 17 minutes. Oh, sorry, man. I was talking to some girls. I'm like, <laughs> you mother... Yeah, right. Are you kidding me? Like it was going so well. Yeah. And I, at, from that point on, I always keep a stopwatch on my phone. And uh, I do say, that's give me move. a light. At, if I'm doing 25, give me a light at 20. If I'm doing 45, give me a light at 40. Okay. Because um, just in case this thing dies on me for whatever reason, right. this technology. Yeah. Um, so that's where I kind of where I'm at. But I, I typically, I always see the light. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I do. The last time I did it, I kept missing it. And they were like, <laughs> finally, they were like waving at me. I'm like, sorry. Light. I was like, whatever. People are laughing. Stop. <laughs> Ma B. I was like, this is an open mic. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? I was like, there's six people here and they're mostly just to watch. It'll be fine. I don't See, think they're going to care. I played Fountain Square and they required in-ears. And I was like, okay, fine. I don't care. We'll do it. They gave me like warnings in the in-ears. So oh, like, I didn't even have to. They that's were like, actually really hey, cool. Hey guys, you got 10 minutes. Cause they had the timer and, and Fountain Square. They can't, they're like, when your time hits, Done. Like, we cut, we're the, just we cut the volume. Yeah. Like they, they don't play. I just imagine somebody with a giant lever you in the back. Um, and so, yeah, there's a timer, but then they're like, all right, guys, you got 10 minutes left. And I was like, oh, sweet. Like, yeah, I got to cut one song, but like now I know. Right. Yeah. Um, and so like at radio artifact has the, the, the clock in the back yep. and it's like the only thing you can see yeah. when the, the lights hit you, it's like a sea of black, but then there's the clock in the back. I love that. Yeah. That's the nice thing about when you dry bar. Yeah, um, they have a they have a countdown, so much oh, time nice. goes, which is beautiful. And I've done that. I think this last uh, about a month ago was my third time as a warm up act for the Mike Huckabee show down yeah. in Nashville. And the four cameras that you're in front of, they have the timer on each one. Which oh, is that's so cool too. nice yeah. to see that. What's it like doing a warm up gig for that? Because that's got to be like kind of an odd just experience overall. It's interesting. I mean, I you do seven minutes, pays mm-hmm. great. That's why you do the drive. Of course. You know. Yeah. So you walk out as the oldest, whitest crowd you ever be in front of. Of like course. Yeah. But then- I imagine it's like kind of like Pat Robertson's audience. Oh my God. Thing, you know I mean? But the first two times I did it were were really good. Yeah. A lot of it. This time they had um Robert Kennedy Jr. on. Oh, wow. Nice. And he had his own- <laughs> bo- He's He asked the government secret service and the government, like, why would we do that? You right. Know, you're never a president. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just like so in the he, family. He has his own bodyguards. And I'm like, I'm doing my time. I'm like, man, this is not a good crowd. And I notice bodyguard, bodyguard, yeah, bodyguard. They're not there laughing. And they're oh. like, like watching the audience. They're clearly in front of everyone. Right. Oh, so <laughs> the audience is like, you can see a gun if on, I laugh, can, they're going to shoot me. You can yeah. see a gun on them. They have a side piece. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm thinking during my set, oh, they're probably, this is a big, this is a big distraction. Yeah. And uh, I got That's off stage. Hilarious. I went back. Mike Huckabee, regardless of your politics, he's a really nice guy. He's a grandpa. He's actually a really nice guy. Right. And uh, he goes, how are you? And like, they're a little tight. And uh, <laughs> and then the one one of the stagehands goes, yeah, we had we had McCain here. And Secret Service didn't stand in the audience like that. They were they mixed in. They yeah. weren't out front. It's like, okay. Well, the people that have the power don't generally need to flex it in front of people. That's true, it? right? 
Yeah. yeah, they're like, listen, you could be it. I could turn you into an agent right now, right. like Matrix style. And I could care. I mean, I could care less about politics. For me, I'm just yeah. like, I don't, I don't. Care. I want a I gig. It's a gig. I yeah. just want to work. Getting paid. I, I shut that's up. Kinda like going back to the contest thing. I don't, I don't care about winning the contest. I just want to work. I yeah. just want to get booked. That's For all sure. I want. You know. Yeah. Um. So that was interesting. It's. I enjoy it. It's the the whole staff down there is really nice. That's cool. They take care of you. Yeah, that's um, good. Near Nashville for a for a night. Yeah, so. it sounds amazing. Yeah. Exactly. I'm so. like, it's one of those that like got to get that yeah. hot chicken. Right. Hot chicken. <laughs> you know what? The last time I was in Nashville, though, I didn't have hot chicken. No, wait, wait. I had. I did have that. Uh, and my hottest take is that Nashville hot chicken's fine. Um. <laughs> where'd you Where'd you eat it from? Hattie B's. See, man, I feel bad because I'm from I'm from there. And by the uh, way, I, I it think it used to be so much better. I just think conceptually, it's one of those things that I'm like, this was never going to blow my oh, mind. Well, right? that was that was I like, look, I know I'm a fat dude, but I'm like, I like it's fried like chicken, if you but I leave like Cincinnati and they're like, hey, do you want our Cincinnati chill? I'm like, no, like, I like it just fine. Yeah. But it I eat it when I'm just what am I going to do for lunch? That was Hattie B's like, what are we doing? I don't know. Let's go. Yeah. Down. Now you wait two hours and you're like. It was just it was just pretty good. Have you been to Portland? Yes. Have you had, is it Moonrise? The moon uh, donut? No, uh, Voodoo Donuts. Oh, Voodoo. Voodoo and Blue Star. I thought Voodoo was overrated. They so totally are overrated. Blue yeah. Star is where you go. I did, See? I had a moon in Portland and my buddy was okay, like. Okay, because there's a line outside Voodoo. Yeah, like, so. You should go there. Yeah. I was like, we got to go to Voodoo. And he's like, I mean, you can go, but do you want like the, the, the do good donuts? Do you want good donuts or do you want to go to the place where you take and a And I was like, well, let's go to the good donuts. And we went to Blue Star and I was like, holy moly. That was good, huh? Yeah. Okay. That's the move. Let's go to Portland, boys. All right. We're going right. to Portland yeah, right yeah. now. Hop in a jungle copter. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next thing on the budget. Nice studio. Now I want a copter. Yes, that would be fun. You know, they almost got a helicopter here. They told that on the show. It was like an early episode of their show, but they were like, well, because they wanted to figure out a faster way to Eastgate from here. And they were like, as the helicopter flies, like it is way faster, but the wind up and like the takeoff and take, what's the opposite of taking off? Landing. Sorry, I don't fly things. Take off or take down. Take them out. But they were just like, they were like, it was, it took just like a minute or two longer because all the pre check stuff to get up and go. Yeah. So like, may as well just drive. My dad has a story about a helicopter. He was in his 20s at this amusement area. It's like a, it was like a uh, Myrtle Beach kind of place. Yeah. And he was waiting in a helicopter. People in the helicopter went up. <laughs> wind was a little rough. So it's doing this. Yeah. Crashed down. <gasps> Everyone burned in the helicopter. Oh, my God. He was like the next guy to get in. He's like, I'm good. It's a Titan sub all over. I don't yeah, need like, to do that. I'm not going to the helicopter. Oh, my yet. gosh. Yeah, that, I'm well, a little sketched out by him for that reason. Coincidentally, I think that was that the one where they had the... NES controller controlling the helicopter. Yeah, right. They gave it to the, a two-year-old. They use the Mad Cats. There's Mad, always, oh, it's like the classic, blockbuster brand. Oh my classic. gosh. That's amazing. That's why you never go third party. I love it. Well, we went way longer than anticipated. Always so I do. think we should just wrap this. I know, right? Because we're talkers and we're fun. Adam, I'm glad we finally get to spend a little time together. Absolutely, yeah. I'm sorry it's been so long since I've seen you perform, but I'm really glad to see this again yeah. on October 27th Be at Fretboard Brewing in Blue Ash. In Blue I don't Ash. know, it was like Cincinnati. I was, you know, Blue Ash, I'm Cincinnati. I'm still bad at that. I, we've been having, in my personal life, we've been having these uh, repeat conversations about how places have too many names. There's a lot of unnecessary signs. I'm like, how many subdivisions need a name? Nobody cares. You know who cares? <laughs> the people who live there. Yep. I don't care. Just give me your street address. Yeah. It made sense in a pre-GPS world, but now we've moved beyond it. I don't even know where I live. You know, I'm just like, yeah, uh, navigate to home, and it yeah. takes me to Home Take Depot, me. and then I'm mad about it, and I'm like, how in that? That is your command. 
<laughs> Siri overlords, just take me wherever you think I need to be. Yeah, right? That's what I do. <laughs> so true. Uh, Adam, I was going to ask, where can people come find your stuff in the meantime? Oh, check out my website. Uh, it's my name.com, so adamminick.com. Cool. Uh, I'll put up a little simple. super for you. Um, you can catch a couple of my clips from Dry Bar on there, and uh, yeah, just check it out. And listen um, to the news special. Listen to the, no, I, did, I did the morning news up in Toledo. I'm actually back there. I'm doing a theater in Grand Rapids, Ohio this Saturday, and okay. then on Monday night at Urban Pine Winery. I'm cool. with uh, a guy named Bill Busher, who's a very Detroit comic, very funny. Cool. So, yeah. Detroit, underrated city. Yeah, absolutely. Damn, that's awesome. I'm at uh, Mark Ridley's. Oh, yeah. Um, that be fun. September of next year, which I'm, okay. exci- I'm super excited. So. Dude, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, and thank thanks you. again for coming out. I really no, appreciate it. thank you for having me. Dude, this anytime. is a blast. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll do more weird stuff together, but how about this guy? Tyler, anything you want to plug while you're here? Uh, No, he just, uh, cool. I've been doing I've been <laughs> doing the ya. same thing. St. Mary, St. Michael. That's, who, that's the band that... The most be. difficult to Google yep. band name on the uh, planet. <laughs> yeah. So Google Catholic churches, put band at the end. Maybe you'll find it. Yeah. Uh, and isn't yeah. it just St. Mary, St. Mike dot band camp? St. Mary, St. Mike. St. Uh, St. Mary, St. Mike, Mike will get you to any social slash website. Cool. That's correct. Yeah. That is a useful thing. I was trying to tag you in something the other day and I just gave up. I like didn't even make the I post. did have I, I did like, have someone Instagram message me and tell me that I should change my name so that it's easier to find. And I was like, I can't do that. I'm like, well, at least make it the full name. I'm like, you know how many Catholic churches already have? Like, yeah, I got sure. what I got. And yeah. it was, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't well, care. Well, this is why we put it out this way so that they know. We'll put it in text. You. There's no excuse. I, do it in, I don't want you listening to my music. Get out yeah. of here. <laughs> There's no money in it anymore. Well, thanks, boys. I appreciate you coming out today. Um, we'll see all of you on the 27th. Or yeah. we won't. If you don't come out, I mean, I guess that's fine. I have no control over you. But you should be there. It's going to be funny. Thanks for coming on, guys. A pleasure as always. A great time. Hey, all right, let's round this up with another fun one. Coming up to you, this is my friend Johnny Catalano. Johnny is a filmmaker, artist, supporter, and I've got him in here eating a bunch of Halloween-themed snacks with me, which I thought was very fun and cute. Uh, And he will be hosting a screening again this weekend up at the Plaza Theater in Miamisburg, Ohio, just outside of beautiful Dayton, Ohio, uh, where you get a chance to meet original Night of the Living Dead screenwriter John Russo. That's going to be a lot of fun. Check that out and meet Johnny. Hi, Mark. How are you? Welcome back to the show. I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I was on here, you know. You uh, were just voice well, last yeah, time. Voice, but that yeah. still counted. That, oh, was, yeah. that was a my scheduling problem. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. It was great. Well, <laughs> uh, let's get a quick who are you, why you're here, and then I'll go through what we're eating along with sure. our discussion today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I'm Johnny Catalano, uh, independent filmmaker uh, around these parts, uh, Cincinnati, Dayton area. Um, uh I guess, you know, just like any independent artist, you know, I'm kind of doing multiple <laughs> things at once. So. Juggling professionally. Yeah, juggling yeah. everything, you know. And, uh, you know, this summer, this mm-hmm. uh, May, uh, I, I've been working with this theater, the Plaza Theater in Miamisburg, yeah. for a long time professionally, just doing my events. Yeah. Uh, I have a film festival in February yep. um, called the Catalano Film Festival. <laughs> <You know? laughs> a little plug and a little narcissism there, but uh, it's, it's okay. You're allowed good. to love yourself. Yeah, in this yeah. Film. I see it as like a Cecil B. DeMille thing, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, Walt Disney, you know, like, yeah, the, yeah you know, like County of West, you know. Uh, I'll just start naming all these people and then saying I'm these people. And but, later we'll freeze you. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, uh, I'm a genius just like those people. Uh, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the Plaza Theater uh, in Miamisburg, <laughs> historic Plaza Theater. It was, um, yeah, just a little background on that that theater. It was uh, originally built as a theater in 1919, actually. Oh, so cool. Over a century old. Uh, probably was playing Nosferatu in its original run. That's crazy. Uh, to which think we're about playing it, isn't this it? Saturday. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. It's amazing. 
Um, and uh, so in the late sixties, though, with like kind of the evolution of television and mm-hmm. and uh, you know the hippie stuff, you know? right? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, people good times. Yeah, good times. Easy Rider. You know, uh, people weren't going to the to the pictures as much as uh, they used to. It was a lot. A lot of the theater industry moved to like drive-ins and all that type of stuff. So it kind of went out in the late sixties as a movie theater. Yeah. And uh, became a Western gear shop. So, oh, weird. Yeah, no, that's as, cool though. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's I as somebody who uh, really loves westerns. Like, I grew up loving westerns. Uh, it's kind of like weird, almost that it, it, it has that connection. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that uh, it, Sorrells is what it was called, and the, yeah, um, the family. So Doug Sorrell, who mm-hmm. who. Uh, is like the president of the of the Plaza Theater. Yeah, uh, actually, you know that's his his family shop. Um, so you know, in in twenty like that that Western shop was sold. Yeah. So then, um, uh, in it was kind of the building itself was kind of uh, you know unoccupied. Right. Uh, it was in disarray, um, and it just it was yeah it had an excellent marquee and everything like that, but like it was just uh, laid vacant essentially. Sure. Uh, and then, you know, the people of Miamisburg in 2015, you know, group of people the, yep. who became the Plaza Theater Association. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, rose it back and So we're keeping it horror themed, right? So it yeah. was a ghost of its former self. It was. And yeah. uh, like a good zombie, yeah. came back to life, <laughs> raised by Dr. Frankenstein. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're bringing it all together, which is great because I was definitely not doing that. Uh, but yeah, it, it was, you know, it... Uh, Rose from the dead, just yeah. like uh, a zombie, and uh, but a good zombie. Yeah, uh, one, yeah, of, the, one yeah. of the good ones. One yeah. of the good ones. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, it became a movie theater back in uh, 2015. So, um, and they've been doing like you know traditional movies, but they're also yes. obviously supporter of like the independent film scene. Yep. Um, and then, well, let's let's dive into what the event you've got yeah. coming up let's here. Do it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I yeah. got a flyer up here. I'll probably put a digital copy up on screen. Yeah, terrific. Mm-hmm. Can you see that? It's time for the Night of the Living Dead. Yes. So what do you got going on? So that is what, what is this, the 28th the o- of Saturday? October 28th. Uh, Saturday. Of I meant Saturday. O- I meant of October. Yeah. Of the, of the weekday of, uh, weekend of Saturday. Imagine um, if Michael had been here to drink wine with us <laughs> and I had already been messing it up. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would have been nice to have a little bit of a buzz uh, right now. But uh, no, I mean, this this uh, this is a great event. So, yeah, in a roundabout way of my story, uh, I started working for the Plaza uh, oh, cool. as, as a manager. Yeah. Um, um, and you know, just uh, you know, wearing a couple hats, like you know, getting this this um, event organized. That's so, so cool. Uh, it was it was is it's really fun um, so far, and I've loved it. But yeah, this this Night of the Living Dead uh, with John Russo, um, uh, co well, I know you've got a list of co-creator. He wrote the screenplay, right? Yes. So um, he's he, he's like if you look him up, it's usually John A. Russo or Jack Russo, but. Um, he uh, co-wrote the screenplay with uh, George A. Romero. Uh, re- may he rest in peace. Yes. Um, one of the my favorite uh, filmmakers of all time. A huge yeah. inspiration. Uh, obviously, as a regional independent filmmaker, um, for sure. He's he's. This the is the movie, you know, and it's funny. I you know, in my research leading up to this, well, this is fun research. Where yeah. I'm just like, you mean watching a movie? <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. 
really interesting to see how much of an indie, like, mm-hmm. it, no budget indie oh, yeah. vibe it has. Mm-hmm. And I always forget about that yeah. every time I see it. Because I've only seen it a couple times. It was one of those movies that I kind of just missed until I was yeah. old. Right. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, damn, this is a banger. Like, I, yeah. like it's oh, yeah. it yeah. really holds up well. It absolutely and, does. Yeah, I may or may not have been watching it again last night prepping yeah. for this. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, before we go too into yeah. the movie, because I know you and I will never stop talking about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to yeah. go through a couple things Johnny and I are going to try here today because I wanted to keep it Halloween themed. So, Let's of course, it. I went out and saw my boy Ozzy out in International, and he's got these fun sugar skulls in. Now, mm. these are for the Day of the Dead, but uh, they Romero look cool. film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also made these. So, Ozzy's been making all these fun gummy candies. Uh, season with tahine and chamoy uh, and for the season he made a bunch of gummy skulls so we got some gummy skulls I've got uh, I thought this would be cute as I was walking through natural foods we've got this line of pumpkin pie flavored cookies from goody girl what was the thing it said something funny on here that I laughed about uh, now I can't find it. it was like we put the oh yeah there it is we put the good in goody oh we'll, we'll right. see about that goody girl <laughs> I've got, well, I'll go drinks next. Johnny's sipping on some liquid death. That's We'd love, right. yeah. It's Still this time, but I usually go sparkling. Cause, okay. you know, I got a little bit of a European palate. I love, I love it. <laughs> just back from Italy yeah. now, so you're yeah. still doing that. Yeah. Uh, did you have you tried any of the teas yet from them? No, they're pretty I good. I, I think know, I, I they have an armless Palmer that oh, is really. I think that's my right. favorite of the tea line. Yeah. Uh, my drink and uh, I forgot coffee this morning, so I'm going with another Halloween themed one, Witch's Brew from Alani New. It's caramel apple flavored energy drink, baby. Lady owned. And last but not least, because we're both men of uh, talent and taste, this came in from the cheese shop, and I've been sitting on this for a little bit for this episode. It's from a uh, charcuterie company called The Spotted Trotter. And shout out to Tim and our cheese shop for seeing this, having the vision. Uh, And this flavor that we're trying today... It's a salami, but it's called spicy chupacabra. Ooh. So I'll peel that, <laughs> peel that open too so we can just do it at leisure. Let's do it. I thought about making a big charcuterie tray, but I am less about presentation and more about yeah. I want these brands to care that I did this for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I totally get that. So on that being yeah. said, now we can sip and eat away to our heart's content. I Let's had some thoughts about this movie, rewatching it again. Yeah. Look, we talked about the indie filmmaker aspect, right? And I mean, I, fall, I put myself in that camp. I haven't really had time in the last like two or three years since yeah. I started this project. <laughs> Naturally to do yeah. it but uh it's something i think about a lot and you know we were starting to touch on it a minute ago it's it's interesting to me with this movie that a it's what 60 years old almost now 55 55 make years it its old. 55th anniversary this, Next, this is it this, this year month? oh awesome okay yeah. so thinking about that and thinking about how many bad indie movies i've watched <laughs> in my entire life yeah. it's insane to me and a true testament to both the script and the filmmaker really mm-hmm. i mean romero i mean Absolutely. there's a reason that he's revered the way he is but uh, that something like this that was made on almost, and you can even tell then there's like no budget in this Just movie, right? right? Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's incredible and yeah. it look, but it still looks great. Mm-hmm. It still has like this inventive sense. Yeah. And then I'm sitting here thinking about all of these things that this movie pretty much invented. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. Trapped survivors in a house. Zombies. Zombies. You know what I mean? Like, all of it. Absolutely. uh, I mean, well, we can even touch on the things. I mean, this was made in the 60s, uh, Uh a time of racial tension, uh, and we cast a black man as the lead. Very courageous, brilliant. Um, I won't spoil the ending, but that seems on brand for what happens at the end. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I don't want to spoil the end either. Right. But you know what I'm talking about. I was (laughs) like, oh, oh, yeah. And every time I watch it, I always forget it's coming, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, wait. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. And it it comes so, like, um, uh, apathetically. Which I think is is really the uh, brilliance of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, making it more subtextual sure. than, than just like in your face. For sure. Uh, and I and that 
makes it in my mind timeless. Uh, yeah. And, and, and you, like what you were saying, like we've both been a part of independent films, yeah. productions, whether they be feature length or uh, short, short form. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any that I've personally made so far or that um, even, you know, some of my contemporaries have made so far that will have, that will have young, you know, 15 year olds coming to the theater and, and, you know, loving it and, yeah. and being that, uh, uh, just like absorbed by the story, by the characters. And that that's the testament to the filmmakers and everybody involved. Cause if you know a little bit about the production of night of living dead, um, which I probably know a little too much at this point. I love it. No, <laughs> yeah. hey, listen, I, it's, it's time to nerd out. Yeah, I mean, if, exactly. I mean, I you know, DVD commentaries are great for for especially for aspiring uh, filmmakers. I'm kind of, I kind of miss that physical media is dying yes, right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though records are on the like the yeah. surge, mm-hmm. but people are like, no thanks, Blu-ray. Yeah, Blu-ray is like, I feel like it has a, a market for sure, but like it's it's definitely a uh, very uh, focused market. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, I, and what's funny is like when you get something you love, mm-hmm. it's usually well made, has all that stuff. But yeah. I, I, do you remember? I mean, how old are you? If you're twenty-five, willing, okay. <laughs> so we've got enough of an age gap on us that. It was probably different for you, but I remember mm-hmm. when the DVD first launched in like the late 90s, yeah, it was yeah. blown up everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was crazy to me how quickly the studios learned they're like, people love behind the scenes content. Yeah. People love diving into this. Oh, and yeah. I guess the internet has kind of made it easier to disseminate that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But I don't think anybody is. No. I no. don't see any, you know, it's like hard to find commentaries yeah. now. And and you're, you know, you made a great point a second ago that for me as a, as you know, an 18 year old just diving into film yeah. really in high school back yeah. then thinking, wow, this is how this person made it. And just yeah. having a little of that insight, something, oh, yeah. it felt so baffling. I remember, and my parents would not think it was weird, weird, but they'd come in and we'd, I'd be watching a movie and then, you know, someone would just yeah. start talking like they do. And right. they're like, what the hell are you watching? Yeah, like, I'm like, I'm yeah. actually learning about this whole process. Right. And right. Then, you know, they were on board after that, but yeah. it was like that funny thing. I'm kind of sad it's going away. And I yeah. wonder how this is going to affect the next generation of filmmakers, truly. I, I hope it I hope it doesn't. You know what I mean? Because, like, I, I, I think that, you know, making ofs are something I watch for. They're almost like my comfort food. Yeah. Like, like watches. I, I love watching DVD commentaries, making of, uh, like, you know, featurettes and stuff like that. Oh, for sure. Um, of my favorite films because, you know, it's it gives you an insight of, you know, your favorite uh, directors, your favorite actors, screenwriters, whoever it may be, um, you know, like not necessarily like what they think of the film because mm-hmm. that to me I I don't know how much uh you know I I kind of like the fact that there's not like countless interviews of like Stanley Kubrick yeah talking about his films because because then <laughs> he'd probably be terse and hilarious in those, though, <laughs> yeah. He, oh yeah and I could just he feels like the director who would leave his own commentary thirty minutes in oh yeah and, like absolutely. why are we doing yeah this? yeah he was I, like I love it. he he was one of those people that's like there's no point to, about talking about. Yeah. The the art itself, maybe the production aspect of it, which is what I enjoy. But yeah, like the 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 actual like some directors talk a little too much about like the meaning of things. Right. Where I don't think that's necessary. But it seems like it might depend on the movie too. It depends on the film but for you, sure. You make a great point because then as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, no, I'd be okay with that. And then I'm like, oh, my least favorite thing on the internet is ending explained. Oh my god, yeah. those, those I, are outrageous. When and, we saw Barbie, okay, yeah, uh, somebody in the theater behind me was confused by that movie and yeah i while i enjoyed the movie uh-huh. did not think it was a difficult to understand film i wouldn't any, say so no no it's pretty <laughs> it's definitely it'd be like uh, it it was one of those things that blew my mind mm-hmm. and this person asked that question with the confidence of 
I don't even know who, but it was yeah. a very loud. It was like a loud, silent moment. Yeah. Is she dead right now, bro? And I was yeah. like, why was that at 110 decibels? So anyway, right. this is also my chance to fight against the ending. Again yeah. today. So you're yeah. right. Yeah. It's like they need to, there's yeah. like a fine line between fine like, line tell sure. me what's going on with the production. Mm -hmm. But maybe don't answer all the questions. Exactly. Well, and it's like the David Lynch quote too. By the way, mm -hmm. sorry. To make he does a great. Guy. He's. I love. We're his. Like, Will you explain that? And he's yeah. like, no, no, no. I won't. <laughs> One word answer. Yeah. Good guy, David Lynch. Because his film, like art, should work on a level. I've always used. I always. I thought of this analogy because you know of my uh, brilliance. You know. Right. <laughs> but you know. These are the clips I'm cutting out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's perfectly fine. But uh, you know, um, you know, I walk into a, a cathedral or something. Yeah. You know, uh, anywhere, even you know, whether it be the United States, Europe, wherever, or just any you know huge building that is immaculate in you know architecture and all that stuff. You don't walk into that and and want an answer to every single. Uh, you know, work of, or sculpture yeah. or, or whatever it may be, painting, stained glass window, it should work on an emotional level. It should work on a, this is giving me an emotion, you know, uh, that is uh, inexplicable. And, and for me, that's what, for me, what, that's what art is. I, I, you don't like listen to music, at least I don't, and, and, and like try to break it down on an intellectual level necessarily. I think yeah. it should work on an emotional level. Um, uh, I mean, you know, you could do that with Bob Dylan, I guess, with his lyrics or whatever. Yeah. But like, it's 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 even him. It's so cryptic that it's like it should be working on a, you know, uh, you know, it's all right, Ma. You know, <laughs> like what, what the hell are you saying? You well, know? no, that's a really great point too. Where yeah. like, look, I've always been a person when when it comes to not all art, but you mentioned music, so I'm mm -hmm. gonna dive in on that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But like, where I do like to pay attention to the lyrical content mm -hmm. and listen mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm also just ascribing it to my own experience and my Absolutely, own emotions, yeah. and and less yeah. interested with like. So is this really a song about the creature from the Black Lagoon right. or is this yeah. about loss and love and how it makes me feel when I'm driving home singing along? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You're always going to place your own uh, emotion, your own baggage, your own you know personal experience on a film's meaning. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's why that's my biggest reason why I don't like when like artists, filmmakers or whatever uh, talk, talk too heavily about like what they meant when they did this. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like it, it, it I, I don't want that to ever ruin my, uh, how I view, like, there will be blood. You know what right. I mean? Because it may be different from, like, how you view it. And how disappointing would that be after the fact where you've, like, I mean, that's happened with me. I, I Funny enough, it seems like it happens more often with music than any yeah. other art form. Yeah. But, I, but I also think musicians are the most willing to talk about it sure. out of all of the artists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it is a bummer when you're, like, you're, like, oh, I have this, like, emotional connection with this piece of art. Yeah. I love it. And then you yeah. find out what it's, like, really about. You're, like, oh, this song's about literacy. And you're, right. like, oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I like literacy, but yeah. not enough to again, you know, sing it. On the right? Way home. It doesn't like it doesn't like yeah. it. Maybe it's something to that to that. Yeah, musician. I was like, oh no, like, I I already knew how yeah, to read. Right. This is totally disappointing. This isn't about my love life, like I thought. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. I mean, like I don't want I don't I didn't I don't want like John Lennon tell me, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, what's what's that? God, uh, is it instant karma? Oh yeah, yeah. Like it will get you. Yeah, it will get you. You know what I mean? But like uh, that song works up. Like a lot of like le later half John Lennon works on me in a, an emotional level just because sure. of the raw screaming and, and primal kind of stuff to it. He but got it wild like, at the end. Man. Oh god, really wild. Yeah. He, you know, he he's very much like a forerunner of like you know uh, uh, I don't want to. I always you know the proto punk 
stuff but like you know i'm bad at genres in general so we have i have a rule here where um you can say whatever you'd like okay so and if anyone says you're wrong well well yeah they can discuss it on their show yeah right (laughs) that's the meaning to them you know what i mean they're placing their own baggage on it (laughs) how uh how's the spicy chupacabra it's delicious um it's got a perfect kick to it um i I could taste the chupa i could taste the you know (laughs) fictional endangered species uh wait till we try the jersey devil sauce oh man (laughs) i gotta try that (laughs) on there yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> this is really good. Yeah, I love it. It's delicious. It's got a nice, um, yeah, definitely a nice bite to it for sure. I'm trying to figure out what that one note of flavor is. I keep meaning to look at the. It's kind of gamey. Yeah. Is there, hold on, it might be on here. Yeah. There's like a pepper I'm getting in particular. No, it could just be the chili powder. Is it, uh, yeah, I could totally see it being the chili powder. A little chili pea, like, yeah. uh, what's his name? Jesse Pinkman? Um, exactly. Well, it actually does have a, a chili. Flavors. Like, like, yeah. like, like, you know, soup chili. Yeah. Right. Yeah, mm, that sure. sounds good, too. We'll do that next year. I'd love to. I don't want to bathe in it, but. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll I got you under control. Yeah, yeah, you, got, you got that in. These little skulls are kind of, this is yeah. actually, so speaking of the movie, this reminds me of when Barbara first finds the little yes. guy up the stairs. Yeah, and, and you know, nice, nice little DVD. Oh, yeah, please. Track. Uh, George Romero did, like made that. Uh, out, really? Out of whatever materials he could find, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's cool. Look, filmmaking is problem solving. It, it, ingenuity. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what that film has in like spades. You that's know I mean? why. Okay. Can I be mean to Tim Burton for a minute? <laughs> for sure. Be mean. That's why early Tim Burton is some of the coolest stuff mm-hmm. ever. And then once Tim Burton got rich, all of his movies suck. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Where do it you was, draw? Where do you draw? You know where, I know where I draw the line okay. at the end credits of Big Fish. Mm. That was like the yeah. thing. And even there were a couple before that I wasn't super crazy about, yeah. but like Big Fish, I loved. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And it's like nice to see him expand as a filmmaker. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought John August's script for it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that, he becomes like so CG forward. Yeah. You lose so much of it. And it's weird because you'll still see him do sketches every uh-huh. so often. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's still, that guy is still, still in there. there. He's still there. But why are you, what is this? Like, uh, I think it was Red Letter Media was doing a thing mm-hmm. about one of the, it was one of his movies recently. Oh, maybe they were talking about Beetlejuice. I don't remember. But yeah, anyway, maybe. but they were talking about, mm-hmm. they, they anecdotally brought up a thing about the like, can you imagine if Tim Burton remade his own movie now? Oh, it was Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they're like, okay, so, you know, you think about Pee-wee's Big Adventure, there's that cute scene at the beginning where he goes in the magic shop. Right, yeah. And it's like this, but it's like this clever scene. It's just yeah. like, it's pretty much just like a back and forth, very simple yeah. shot. Uh-huh. And they're like, now imagine the modern Tim Burton scene. It's like, it'd be a CG fly yeah. through the yeah. store. There'd be hundreds yeah. of thousands of kids. It's so weird how money affects art in that it regard. Does. And so I wanted it's to bring odd. it back to yeah. how... I think, honestly, this is kind of a perk of Romero never getting super duper insanely wealthy. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, and he, and he was making movies at a time where that hadn't really taken over the, the oh, no. AAA space. No. Because even, uh, what was the last one? Um, um, uh, like the last, like, the la- well, like the last big one he did. Uh, Land, Land of the, of the Dead. dead. There's Diary of the, the Dead, the, Land of the Dead. Yeah, know. it was before Diary of the Dead. It was like, yeah, because uh-huh. it was like Simon Baker. That's Land of the Dead. Okay, that was Land of the Dead. I couldn't remember. Yeah. And I remember enjoying that pretty yeah. well. Uh, and again, it had enough of a budget to tell the story yeah. he wanted to tell, mm-hmm. but he was still able to do creative and interesting things. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I think that was like Day of the Dead is, uh, I'm not Day of the Dead, um, Land of the Dead is like, uh, I think that's essentially what his concept was for Day of the Dead. Like when, okay. when he originally wrote uh, the Day of the Dead scripts, he had large sprawling. Like it was supposed to be like his gone of gone with the wind. Yeah, of, uh, that was the term they use. 
back then before you know uh it's funny how <laughs> yeah. time worked because that was yeah. like the early 80s still right yeah yeah so everything was here. compared to gone with the wind you right know because I mean? then it was like yeah you had yeah. it was that or if you're making sci-fi they're like we can do the star wars thing. right yeah you star know? Wars. I mean, that was it those yeah. are the two options exactly so, so those were the two options um but yeah uh anyway yeah <laughs> so sorry. it's supposed to be a sprawling epic of uh the zombie film it's supposed to be like his I think at, at that time, yeah. that was supposed to be like his end-all, be-all zombie film, which, you know, I don't think he thought he would become, you know, the cultural... I, he had he got strapped with, like, I'm the cultural icon of the zombie film. Yeah, so he's like, like he I'm the zombie guy, right? He, pretty much. That's what ended he, up. Well, and I, I don't think it but. hurt or helped necessarily that yeah, he made yeah, right. Dawn of the Dead, which right. is like... Like, it's funny that that one doesn't have quite... It, it's weird. Like, in mm -hmm. the film circles, it has the respect and exactly. reverence that yeah, this yeah. one does. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm always surprised it's not more popular. That's that's interesting. You mentioned like that publicly popular. You know what I mean. I, I totally understand what you're saying because I've thought the same thing too. It's like I I think this one's more iconic just for everybody. It's but easy like, to watch. It's 90 minutes short. Dawn of the Dead is like you said, like in film circles, it's like a masterpiece. It's yeah. like it's a masterwork, which it is. But like it's it's definitely more of an investment, I think. And and plus, like it's it's not as easy to uh, watch actually because like there's the several versions it, i hated it yeah i mean there's several versions yeah you know there's the argento yep there's the the can cut and then there's the romero cut right and then there's just all these these different like versions of the film and then it's long yeah you know it's like two hours and a lot of change you know what i mean so yeah. it's it's uh it's not as I, I think people know the mall right. situation you know and they know that that's a thing but yep. i don't think they like night of the living dead is just uh, it's so easy to watch. It's on every streaming service because it's public domain. Yeah, and I so. think, well, you know, and I, now I'm thinking about modern film culture, just modern societal culture, right? Mm -hmm. Where this is still relatable, right? Yeah. Cemeteries didn't go out of, like, they're no. not out yeah. of date. A house yeah. isn't out of date. I mean, the car's a little old, but, like, whatever. Yeah. It's still a car. Right. You know, uh, and yeah. I think that maybe in a weird way, because, like, mall culture existed for such a kind of a short time in the grand yeah. scheme of human yeah. culture. Yeah, for sure. That, like, by the end of the 90s, it was already starting to tap out a little bit. Yeah. And then, so now, well, you know, you had What's-His-Name's remake of it. Yeah, Zack Snyder. Do you hate that remake, or do you like it at Never all? Never seen it. Really? And I... I would be so curious for yeah. your take on it, because it's... It's one of those movies that it should just have a different title. I, yeah, and so I hear. Yeah. And because I do like it, yeah. but it's missing all, it's like the fun version, right? It's right. it's easy to watch again, yeah. fairly relatable, but mm. it loses pretty much all of the consumerism. Right. You know, I think yeah. that's why Romero works so well as a filmmaker. Again, going back to Night of the Living Dead, you're hitting on this sort of, not satire, but you are yeah. doing this sort of like, hey, let's deconstruct a bit of yeah. society. It's social satire. And yeah. that reminds me, was that intentional? For for uh, for Night of the Living Dead. Uh, so the the stories vary. You know, what I'm I mean? assuming. So my take, yeah. and the, I don't, and I have no information on this. Yeah. My take is that it was not intentional. Yeah. And more based out of I'm filling holes yeah. in a problem, right? Mm -hmm. And I always wondered that about the casting of yeah. Dwayne. What's his name? Is uh, Jones. Dwayne yeah. Jones. Thank you. Uh -huh. Um. Because I always wondered that because, you know, it gets brought up all the time, especially in modern yeah. times. Everyone's oh, yeah, like, this yeah. is about racism. And I was right. like, I actually yeah. think it's not as, mm -hmm. it's like, sure, it's there, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And it's more, it's like about racism outside of the film, if that makes sense. Where yeah. it's more about like, wow, this dude cast a black guy in right. 1968 yeah. to be in this movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, no. that yeah. was a bigger deal. But they don't really touch on it much yeah. in the film. No, I, you not, know what I mean? Not at all. And that's the thing about it. It's like Russo. So, like, the one of the great things, it, it, John Russo, was firsthand, you know, on this, on the scene. So like, I'm he could be, he'll be able to answer this way better than I could. Um, I mean, I know this just from my research, but 
you know, just like you said, it wasn't um, the story that everyone tells from that production is that he was the best actor. Yeah. And when they wrote the scripts, it wasn't, there was no color mentioned. Right. So they just got the best actor they thought for the role, which he's great. Yeah, he's like, awesome. He's, he like absolutely carries the movie. It's time. It's a timeless performance. It's, it doesn't date. You know, a lot of like, um, I think it, uh, his name's Carl. Oh my goodness. Carl Haldman. Uh, please fact check me. But like he, he <laughs> plays uh, Mr. Cooper. Uh, I love his performance. It's so like yeah. animated and operatic and, 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 and funny. Right. You know, like it's, it's fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but it, it, it's, I think for certain people, they might be, I like animated performances sure. personally. It depends on the movie, obviously. Yeah, you know, right. it's like a tonal thing. It's but a like, tonal thing. Like, but also, I think we're willing to forgive that in older films because yes, there was a lot of yes. that still. And these weren't, per, you know, these, a lot of these were not, like Carl, everybody, a lot of the actors were actually like playing multiple roles. They were, they were, the, uh, if you, if uh, the Marilyn Eastman, who's uh, uh, Mr. Cooper's wife, yeah. um, was makeup. And so it was Carl. Uh, That's awesome. uh, Johnny uh, Russell Striner, who's still alive, yeah, um, uh, was uh, the producer. So I mean, yeah, like, that's it, awesome. It was a collaboration of mul- playing on multiple. It seriously levels. feels like a movie we'd be making, right? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Seriously, mm-hmm. I People mean, like, hearing that stuff, you're just like, hey, yeah. listen, we don't have we don't have hair makeup, so yeah, right. it's on you. Please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also help. act, please, because like, yeah, right. <laughs> and that actually yeah. tracks too, because like. Dwayne's performance as Ben is so it's understated. Yes. It's very relatable. Yes. I yeah. love his. I like mm. what his character stands for. Yeah. And in my recent rewatch, the biggest takeaway for me is that uh, he is willing to put himself on the line to yeah. for the good, greater good, right yeah. above and beyond everything. Which yeah. I do think adds to the sort of what I'm assuming is un, un, unintentional subtext uh-huh. about yeah. like the quality of people right. and that you shouldn't judge them yeah. by the color of their skin, right? It, um, exactly. It's it's. I think it all works on a subtextual level for sure. For sure. But like it's. But um, you know, if you see the what I think sets the film apart, uh-huh. honestly, is in what makes it a what made it go to the Library of Congress, what made it go into the Museum of Modern Art mm-hmm. uh, was because of the ending. The last, like, five or six minutes with the with the vigilantes, it's amazing. so present. And yeah. It, it's, 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 yeah, because it's like the cops leading a team yeah. of vigilantes, right? Yeah. And I was yeah. just like, oh, gosh. And we, you know what's so brilliant about that? Again, I literally just mm-hmm. double-checked yeah. the clip so I could make sure I didn't sound like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it like almost in after the thing happens mm-hmm. yeah. that we won't spoil, right. even though it's a sixty year old movie mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, as soon as it happens, it almost turns into like news footage, and it kind of yes. reminds me yes. of the way they handle it in um, Toby Hooper uh, uh, Texas, Texas Chainsaw. Chainsaw. Yeah. yeah, where you have a little bit of that, like, mm-hmm. oh, it like suddenly yeah. turns into unsettling. The, yeah, it was, yeah, and it was really. It's very unsettling, especially yeah. because this uh, event that occurs at the end of the film is super abrupt, yeah. kind of unexpected. Yeah. But I did, you know, and I kept going. I went into it again. As soon as I remember, oh, gosh, that's the yeah. ending. I did have that moment of like, oh, is this yeah. the commentary? And then it still doesn't really feel like commentary. The yeah. way it's shot, it's very much like, oh, is that a zombie? Yeah. Shoot it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Apathetically. It's, right. It's completely careless. And detached. Detached. That's that's the beauty of it. One for the fire. Right. Uh, one, like one more for the fire. It's just like. <laughs> well said. That it's, it's. That it gives me goosebumps to just like just saying that line because it's like it's it's very it's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, like I it, and, and like there like I said, like 1968, couple friends in Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it feels like a metaphor for the movie a little bit. One more for the little bit. Like, just, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You know? It's 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 a big. Are you allowed to curse on here? Yeah, you do. You, okay. I want you to feel like yourself. Okay. All right. It, it's it's really a, a big fuck you to the movies that were being made 
at that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it's very down and dirty. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it, it was, it shocked audiences uh, at the time. Understandably so. I mean, like, I was even watching it. I was freshening up with me, and I yeah. was watching it with my mom, and she, like, when they're eating, you know, like, the, the where they got the stuff was, like, entrails, kind of like, you know. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, it uh, doesn't look yeah, too, yeah. I got you a know, deal on some eat, gummy cake. What do you think know? of those? Yeah. They're pretty good, actually. I they're like actually the little really spice good. on it. And, yeah. and I usually am not a big fan of, uh, like, the... Um, like the, I guess, what was this powder called again? Oh, the tahine. Tahine. I love yeah. tahine. Uh, like on uh, tacos. And, sure, yeah, and, absolutely. And stuff. But, but, but like candy, not necessarily, but like, it's, I, I enjoy it. Ozzy broke me with this because he was oh. doing it. He did peach rings. He did some wa- sour watermelon ones with oh, it too. Okay. And I was like, oh, yeah. and that, and like the little chamoy sauce in there too, yeah. that mm-hmm. sets it off nicely. That's good. I love it. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Sorry to me to derail. No, though. no, no, no. Yeah, no worries. Um, Intros. No, the, I was thinking with the little girl too. Oh, I was yeah. thinking, I was like, every time I watch it, I always think, damn, how'd that get passed? Mm-hmm. Like, because now. nobody's telling them what to do. Right. And now they'd be like, listen, mm-hmm. you're going to have to cut the scene where the little girl zombie becomes a zombie and also murders her mother. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I guess For that's sure. a spoiler. It is, but who cares? You know, it's 60 years, uh, 55 if, years old. We're if celebrating. You you know, you should have. It's free on YouTube. Exactly. Uh, they have a really <laughs> nice cut of it on HBO Max, though. They do. Or, excuse me, I think that's Max. the Criterion version. Which that is, makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's really well restored. Yeah. Um, the one I watched today was not really. It looked yeah. like they were like what? I, I think they filmed it through a cataract. And I, and I kind of <laughs> like that though. I kind of like. Oh, I just meant the cut I had. On no, YouTube, no, no, no. I like, like the. I like that cut. Yeah. Um, it almost makes you feel like you're going to an, an old like a grindhouse cinema or yeah. you're going to like an old like drive-in you know what i mean that's an event we should team up on we should do a I grindhouse think so. thing. That'd be fun. i think so well tell you what as we we've burned through a lot of this i mean yeah i think where should we okay we got saturday october 28th we're at the historic plaza theater in miamisburg yep. miamisburg is like close to dayton right so it's right in between cincinnati and dayton oh okay cool really? so even better mm-hmm. That's awesome. And John Russo is going to be there, and he's doing a Q&A with everybody? Uh, yes, and apologies for my chewing and stuff. But these Oh, my gosh. Gummies. Are you chewing on a food show? <laughs> this is over. Yeah. Get out of here, it's over. Might as well leave. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, so, yeah, Russo, Mr. Russo. Mr. Russo. Um, which I was calling him for a while, and then he finally emailed me he's back. Like, he's like, call, me, call John. me John. I was like, yeah. wow. <laughs> but, That's awesome. Um, yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, Plus Theater. Uh, what's Plus, the cost to get in? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. So like perfect. he will be there. Um, I will be moderating a Q and A. Congratulations! That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm honored to do it. Um, but I don't really want to make. Uh, I'm opening up to the floor a lot of sure. it. I, you know, I'm gonna you know, of course, do the introductory right uh, comments and and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna open up to the floor and have. If you have any burning questions about the production of the film, yeah. you know, bring them there. You right. know what I mean? Um, because I certainly do. Yeah. Um. But I can ask those in my own personal time. Uh, <laughs> you, wait, wait, you mentioned burning question, and yeah. I thought about this while I was skimming through. Uh, with the scene where Ben makes the, it takes like the table leg or whatever to turn mm. into the torch early oh, on in yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all I could think about the whole time is I'm sitting there going like, oh, this is indie as hell. Because like there are a few moments where I was like, I think he almost caught himself on fire. Yeah, there oh, was yeah. like yeah. rich black smoke ripping through yeah, that scene. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I bet they shot this one take and hope for the best. Yes. Uh, a lot of that film was that. <laughs> And the fact we're still talking about it on this podcast is, right. is, is awesome. We're like 35 you know I mean? minutes in. We're yeah. almost as old as the film. No, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> exactly. That's so crazy. But well, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. I mean, just like for the details, you know, um, he will be there. Uh, there's a there's a showing at 4 p.m. and okay. 7 p.m. Awesome. Uh, he will do a Q&A after each. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. So like, um, 
people have been asking, calling our, our theater and asking. So he'll be at both, 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. That's really cool. Yeah. And then um, Evening Edge uh, with Todd Hulse, which is a WHIO uh, radio show. Yeah. Uh, for any of you edge heads out there, that, where the edge heads out, at? If you're, if you edge heads are out I'm there, I'm trying to get the edge heads to fight yeah. the banana <laughs> bunch. You can convert some of the edge heads. <laughs> well, come on, we can just share fans. No, you share, you share. Yeah, exactly. We're, it's all, a group we're all we're all friends here in Ohio. Yeah, um, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> there's some weird uh, competitory things. I'm sure <laughs> if that's even a word. Um, it is. You invented it today. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Miriam Webster is my... actually texting me. Oh, great! So, like, great. Tell Catalano he's in. <laughs> I'm glad I can do that. Uh, I also add Catalano esque if you can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, he'll be there. Um, and uh, he will be welcoming all his edgeheads, giving autographs as well. Oh, that's cool. Uh, he made this lovely, or his graphic designer made this lovely flyer. Um, yeah, I thought this came out awesome. It looks really, it, it's, it looks terrific. Seriously, you guys really killed it on the flyer. Yeah. I, I've been hot lately on the good flyer game. So every yeah. time I see one, I definitely want them to oh, Absolutely. Know. I've been dropping everyone. them off at like uh, Spirit Halloween's. Oh, you know? cool. Great and, idea. And, and yeah. I, that's what I thought. I'm like, people come in there, like, they love Halloween. So <laughs> you should dress up the theater as a spirit of Halloween that night. Like, I, we put should, the fake well, sign up. <laughs> we got, we got, yeah, I know. This is a spirit Halloween. Like, oh, I guess the screening's yeah, over. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we do welcome people dressing up. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's yeah. certainly we welcome it's October 20th so like the Saturday of Halloween yeah that's weekend, a Halloween you know? that's perfect so yeah. like it could and the movie's short weekend. too so you'll be out of there in time to still go to a party afterwards absolutely yeah you it's go, genius the, Minusburg I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, downtown Minusburg if you haven't visited yet the first time I visited was for the theater but then when I discovered this, the little city it's, it's, it's amazing it's got like several bars Several restaurants. We love a small town. Uh, ice cream. Hey, uh, huge fan. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's a great place to just like have a night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, especially during the spooky season because it's uh, very haunted. Ooh, Our Plaza Theater oh. is haunted as well. Oh, I should come up with my proton pack. I you should. You right should? behind you. Oh wow, we just had. <laughs> I am ready to go bust some ghosts. I know. Yeah, I mean, you should because somebody was was actually murdered outside the uh, outside the theater. Oh, I, I think yeah. we got to close on that. Yeah, yeah, we Let's should. discover the murder, yeah. Johnny. No, truly, thank you so much for coming on. Today, Absolutely. Too. Hey, well, look forward you. to more screenings. Yeah, come back again when you get something else fun. Let's do one together. That'd be fun. Yeah, I would love to, Mark. And uh, yeah, I mean, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, you've always been very nice to me, so I uh, again appreciate it. Keep doing cool stuff for artists and creatives, and you always have a home with me. All right. Well, you know, I will. <laughs> hey, Johnny, thanks for coming. I just realized Johnny came back. Johnny also a repeat guest. That's very cool. Hey, but this time you got to see him in person too. Always love to see it. And hey, thank you to all of you who've been watching the show. Thanks for tuning in and subscribing. Hope to see a bunch of you on the TikTok live. Well, today, technically, it's every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, unless otherwise noted on social media. You can find out more information on our YouTube, our other social media platforms, all that stuff. I want to give you some fun stuff. Thanks for supporting. And you know what I was thinking? It's time for me to do something that makes me feel good. And you know what makes me feel good? Boston. You can catch me Boston out in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.